everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed. Excuse me, miss, with the fabulous new hair. You know, I had to go, uh, I went down to D.C., was down in Maryland, mm-hmm. and I went to see Coco, my uh, uh, weaveologist, hairstylist. Okay, weaveologist. And she That's just... She just did the thing. She Should just we created. acknowledge the baby in the room? There's a baby in the room. Is there a baby? There's a baby. Yeah. Our producer, Our Brianna, new baby boss. is a mother of a beautiful young boy. He's adorable. He's he is is, so cute. We're not going to say his name because you're not, you're not allowed to know that. You just no. know he's adorable and cute. No, he's he's so a man cute. bun. We'll That's see how much get. he wants to be a part of Read This, Read That. Read This, Read That. Okay. So let's wind it on down with the wine that we have for today, which is a Bontella. Bontella. It's a rosé, mm. which is not a favorite of yours. Not, but I'm going to taste it. Let me give it a little Let's taste. It. We'll swirl it. I'm going to swirl a little you gotta bit. You got to like, you gotta in it. your, in your mouth. Not bad. It's crisp. Mm. A little apple finish, a little pear. Right? Mm. Not, not terrible. Wow. I taste a little coconut in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. A little, um, Mmm, a little mint. Maybe. A little, mmm, tastes like a phone book. <laughs> it tastes like a phone book. <laughs> I took Woo! this wine, wine, uh, tasting class and it was just like, I was sitting there and it's like, Every time the the guy who was leading it, I don't know if he was a sommelier or what, but he was just saying, what do you all taste? And people were like, I taste apricot. Yes, there's some of that in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I taste pear. Yes, that's in there. I taste foot fungus. Yes, that's in there too. <laughs> it was just like everything everybody <laughs> said. Whatever they there. said. Broccoli. Yes. It's in there. It's in there. I was like, come it's on. all in there. Can't everything, every, you everything can't be in there. Okay, so let's wind it down. Yes. We've got our rosé for the day. Yes, and you are all headed for a nice trip. I am. I am headed to Mexico. Okay, Miss Jackie. I'm, yes, I'm going back to Tulum, mm-hmm. one of my favorite places. I've only been there once before. Yes. Um, people say it's like the French Riviera okay. of Mexico. Yeah, I mean, when Mexico is sending its people, it's sending its absolute best. Yes, it is. Tulum. It is very sophisticated. The greatest resorts. I've heard Tulum is fabulous. And very secure. Yes. Everyone that I say I'm going to Mexico, everyone that I tell I'm going to Mexico, they're like, be careful. I'm like, yeah, it's no. Tulum. Safe. It's heavily guarded. It's very safe. And by the way, Mexico is a humongous country. It really is. So people need to like have some perspective. Yes, Mexico is massive. Yes, it is. Yeah. But it is just an hour from Cancun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> exciting. So, yeah, and, you, and, excited. I, and you're packing. <sighs> I am. I just ruined your vibe. I know. Listen, my vibe is already off. I'm already, my anxiety level is probably at like a 12 if 10 were the Just highest. from packing? Packing stresses me the freak out. And okay, let's work on this. Because there's Why? a baby in the room. Yeah. This baby is yes, killing me. me. No. <laughs> Rated G. Well, it, because I'm just, it just takes a lot of effort for me to pack just yeah. because of how... How do I say this? Unorganized, Diane. You're not. You're disorganized. Oh you? my God! You when strike it, me as an organized person. Well, my, my with certain cousin. things, but yeah. when it comes to packing, yeah, it has to be a certain way. So for me, I I may go out and buy some things, right? right. But then I also go through my closet and I mm-hmm. pull everything that I could possibly even think about wearing or right. pair with something right. that I have or that I bought, and I take all of those things and I put it in a suitcase. So you don't lay out, okay, if you're going to be gone for ten days, here are ten outfits for day, and then here's like three for night. Like you don't do it like. I get to that. Okay. I start with the, you know, with the just kind of filling the suitcase with all these things. Yeah. Then I have a fitting with myself and I take all of the things that I put in there and I try them on and I say, oh, this works with these shoes or this works with this, this shirt works with this skirt or this, 
these shorts. And then I figure out the undergarments and everything that will go with it, jewelry. And then I write it all down in a notebook. That don't sound disorganized. That sounds hyper-organized. It's crazy. Well, I spent the entire morning today looking for a pair of denim shorts. Like the entire morning. I was late to work today because I couldn't find them. And they were just in a bag somewhere. So anyway, but I found them. Okay. And they go with a fabulous crochet (laughs) top that I have. And these leopard shoes. Oh my God. So then I write everything down and then one by one, I'll take an item, put it in the bag, cross it off the list. Take an item, put it in the bag, cross it off the list. It takes... Cousin Jackie, can we just wind back for a second? You start off saying you were not organized. Well... This sounds to me like almost military style organization. (laughs) That's your problem. That's why you're stressed. No, it's You're thinking too much. It takes too long. But because you're overthinking. I do because it takes me... And then I'm indecisive. So yeah. then it's like, well, should I wear this shirt with this skirt or right. these shorts? So do you end up jacket? overpacking with all of that? I always overpack Too much stuff. because I want to plan for, you know, Every I don't feel like wearing this today. So let yeah. me wear this. Yeah. yeah. So I overpack. So I'm going for eight days. Okay. So I've got right now like 15 outfits. What? Yes. Well, you are a fashion plate though. You wear those clothes, honey. How many you. shoes do you bring? Well, this is the conversation my mother and I were having <laughs> this morning because she's visiting and I take Hey, Mother Reed. I will probably take... It, I hope I don't. I'm trying to whittle it down. I'll probably take about 10 pairs of You've shoes. You've got to be kidding me. I'm for for kidding. eight days? I know. I know. But to go with the different outfits. I know. So I'm trying to... That's what I mean. I'm trying to say, okay... Maybe if I don't take this dress because it only goes with these shoes, only go with one outfit, I'm not going to take this dress. But then it's so cute. Oh my God. I don't want to leave it. That is absolute madness. Don't even let me get started about hats. What? I know. I got to take hats. It's just a whole thing. Do you take thing. different glasses? I mean, you have a lot of glasses. I do. I'm like Red Fox. So you have the on whole. On Sanford and Son. I have like a drawer of glasses. <laughs> it's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big... So I do. I take a, a collection wow. of sunglasses and, you know, my reading glasses. That is amazing. Well, that is why you're stressed. I Bathing get why shoes, you're stressed. cover-ups. Multiple? Shoes. Yes. What? I'm there for eight days. Well, you can wear the same bathing suit. I can't wait for it to dry. I don't want to put on a cold bathing suit. Wow. I don't, it's cold and wet. That's why, that is why you're, I, now I understand. It's very I overstand why you're stressed. It takes time. Usually, if I'm leaving for a trip, like I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah. Usually the night before Thursday, like tonight. Yeah. I would typically be up all night packing. Trying to figure it out. It's an all night. And you, you put yourself under the plane, right? I assume you take a big, big suitcase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I pack. To not put anything under the plane. I'm How trying is to, that possible? Because I have a little bag. I have a little Biagi bag, and it's little and purple. I wheeled it in here today. <laughs> and what don't bag. fit in that bag yeah. does not go. Are I, you serious? I do not put things under the plane. I've had bad experiences with putting myself under the plane. I had once where my bag exploded, and I had to go from one terminal to another on a bus with my open busted bag to go buy another bag. I've oh. had my bags lost. Oh. I don't trust airlines with my bag. I don't. And I also don't want to wait a hundred years for it to come across that conveyor, but I have no patience. <laughs> so since I lack patience, I just have to, whatever fits on the plane is what I take. You went to Hawaii with one bag? I went with one bag on and my carry on. I sure did. And coming back because I bought some things, I bought a giant bag, which I have with me today, this really big, um, that's silver bag. And I put my bag in that bag and I got everything in that bag. And I that was, was a carry on? Yep. They let me have that and my roller bag. I don't, I don't check bags. 
What? I refuse to check it. And if they make me check it, I'm salty the whole trip. Are you serious? Because you're worried about what will happen with that I feel that bag. like it's going to make it take too long. Because first of all, I don't like flying for many reasons. Yeah. I first of all, don't think humans were meant to be in the, in the, I air, on the so air. I so agree with right? you. Um, I try not to think about how are we suspended in the air in correct. this machine. And also, if it's small, I don't like small planes. Me so if I want to be in a giant plane, for some reason, I feel safer. But I feel like it's unnatural, first of all. I love looking at the clouds, but it feels unnatural. I'm scared. Yeah. Um, so I have to you know, have many cocktails just to make it through. That is the only thing that works. Only thing that works. And then the second thing is, I don't understand what it is about human beings that it takes so long to get on and off the plane. It's not that complicated. You're getting on, you put your bag up and sit. It's like people It's like the DMV. Yes! It is like the DMV. Why does it take people so long? What What are they doing? I don't know. And especially the people in first class. They feel like, oh, we can take our time. So they're like, well, we can. I will just (laughs) place my my item. uh, uh, (laughs) I think I'll... um, Maybe I'll put my thing up or maybe down. You know, I think down or up or down. You know, let me put it up and down. I'm going to put it up and then... Uh, like I paid yeah, to take put my it down. time. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, we're the first in the plane. I, you know, maybe I'll stand in the aisle for five, ten minutes. I don't know what takes so what long are they to doing? get on a plane. It's the same thing. It's like you give them the ticket or or your phone. They scan. You walk on. Get on. You go, your seat is assigned. Your seat. So you know what like seat it is. It's not negotiating. It's not a movie theater. It's not dark. You know, what I, on the plane. you know what would speed it up? What? General seating. You just get in quick. Aside be from fast. first class, you just get on and you just get on sit and sit in where the you seat. can because people will get in where they fit in yes, fast. They will. And then the other thing is so, and you know, thank God for the upgrade because it is, but it, but it does annoy me when you fly, if you get the upgrade and you're in first or you buy a first class ticket, I'm very hyper aware of how much they're doing for first and how horrible it is to sit outside of first. Even if you're in even more comfort, they're cramming three seats in where there should be two. The service is minimal. They're throwing you a bag of peanuts like Trump threw the paper towels in, in Puerto Rico. I know. They're barely acknowledging your existence. Meanwhile, in first, they're bringing you out a tablecloth. Why do you need a tablecloth? You're on a plane. Listen. And a little a, salt shaker and pepper shaker some I combination. Appreciate, I listen. I, and look, I appreciate the drinks. I was going to say, listen, I'm, I, I don't think it's fair the way that they cram people into it's coach awful. and all of that. But I'm not going to lie and say that I would not rather be in first class. No, I, I'm I not love the tablecloth. I appreciate the silverware, all the, the extra salt service. pepper shakers. I know, the but endless I'm, cocktails. You know, it's just you know, it really, it tweaks the food my could be better sense of sort of class consciousness where I feel like this is really obscene. Yeah. By the time they bring you the warm cookie, I'm like, okay, you know, I don't think but I need a warm cookie. But what's obscene is what you pay to get to that. get in first right. class. And then if you don't like, so we flew. Uh, Jason and I went to Maui. Um, and we wanted to have an extra day. Mm-hmm. So we gave up our upgrade to get the only flight we could get back. So coming back, we flew in comfort. And it, you really How realize. How many hours is this? It's like a 12-hour flight. Oh, my God. And it's like if comfort is this uncomfortable, mm-hmm. imagine all what, the way in coach. What coach is, First yeah. of all, it's going to take you two hours to get off the plane because that same dilly-dally thing people do when they get on, they do when they get off, too. Mm-hmm. So if you're in row 36, you are never getting off that plane. You're literally going to be on that plane for hours. Let me tell you, I was supposed to be in first class on a trip that I had to take from New York to Houston to go to the Tom Joyner cruise, Yeah, and my flight got canceled. And so I don't travel that much, so I really didn't know how to deal with the, like, at first we thought it was delayed mm-hmm. because of a mechanical thing, so, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Next thing I know, 
I go back to the ticket gap counter at the very entrance of the airport. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, everybody on my plane is put on another plane and they're gone to Houston. Oh my so God. I'm stuck on another plane and I lose my first class status. Yeah. So then I have to fly in coach. Let me tell you, they had to bring me in. A, they gave me an entire ha- half split of wine. <laughs> I drank the entire thing. I was so mad. Yeah. I was like, I had like a, t- a attitude. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I paid for first class. It's miserable. Literally on our flight back, on our flight going, it's like, Ma'am, would you like a Mai Tai? On the way back, it's like, you want some soda? (laughs) You got to pay for that. You got to pay for it, but you can have it. And credit. If you really want it, and you got to, right, you better have a credit card. It's so different. It's like, on the way there, would you like these deluxe uh, Beats (laughs) headphones? On the way back, it's, you want to buy a headphones (laughs) with a string on it? It has a string on it, but you can can use it. I (laughs) mean, it's not going to work. One of the ears don't work, but you can have it for $18. I mean, they literally treat you like a cow. It's cattle. It's flying as a cow. And I don't like it. I don't, I don't like that and they treat people there. that way, which is why I like to fly. And can I tell you the very first time I took a really long flight? I don't know. We flew when I was two. We, we flew to, you know, from New York to Denver. I don't remember that. Yeah. The first time I had, I was sort of conscious of being on a long flight is when my sister and I took this trip to Europe when I was 15. We were in coach mm-hmm. on a small American airline that flew us to London. And when I tell you we got hot meals, all the stuff you now get in first oh, yeah. used to be in the main cabin. And my sister and I had two seats. Just the two of us in the row. There was no third seat. So the reality is I know, they've that's right. changed the way that airlines operate to make it worse and worse and worse and to create a huge gulf between first and coach. And I think it's absolutely wrong. I just do. I definitely do, too. But I have to tell you, one of the main reasons that I love flying in first class is because I overpack. So I always yep. have so many bags. Yep. And when you fly in coach, you have to pay on top of what you already yes. paid for your ticket. That's correct. For extra bags. For, for extra one bags. Bag. Whereas if you're in person, like, oh, yes, you can have an entire closet. Yes. Not gonna hang up your How coat. is your bag heavy? Oh, oh, oh no problem. Oh, oh. Oh. And then you have like four stewards or stewardesses servicing like eight people. And in the back, they're like, I'm sorry, we're dying back here. Like, can oh, we just wow. get a glass of water? And they're like, well, okay, I'm coming in a minute, but I have to serve this, you know, crudite. It's, it's like, just, what? It's so sad. And then if you try to use the bathroom in first and you're not in first, the people what? go, um, that's the bathroom for the special wealthy people. You pores, well. you pores need to really pee in the back. There's a hole we've cut in the bottom it's of the like, plane. I'm sorry, miss. Can you close that curtain? <laughs> get those points, y'all. Fly one airline, choose it, keep it, get the points. Because if you don't get that upgrade, your life will be miserable. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's so true. Yes. I hate that you hate flying first class. No, I like flying first class. <laughs> I, know, I just feel just guilty. You, feel, you feel guilty about it? I do. I feel bad. I'm like, how, warm wow. cookie? Really? Do I need this? What? I do. That's why I drink. How dare you offer me that? Bring me more, Bring me more, more wine. wine. <laughs> Steward. So, Anywho. So moving on, yes. I will be flying first class tomorrow. <laughs> no, but, mm. Amen. Um, okay, so let's talk about you and your big event coming up. Yeah, so the, the third of Mr. our three Miles. children, Mr. Miles, is graduating. He officially finished high school today. Oh, nice. He turned in his final project, which we were actually kind of, you know, he was stressing out about while we were in Maui because he didn't come with us. The two boys didn't come with us. Um, and so, I mean, none of the kids came with us. And so he was so stressed out about it. He finished it. He presented it. They do like a presentation, almost like a thesis presentation. Before the graduation? Yeah, before you can graduate. And he's wow. required. And he did very well. A thesis um, in high Passed school. with flying colors. And he is officially out of high school. So he graduates on Friday. I'm speaking at the graduation. Which oh, be, you are? Oh, yeah. The is he excited about that? Or like some kids about their parents yeah. doing things in front of their friends are kind of like... 
He like Mom, halfway no. vetoed me coming uh, to career day. At first he was like, no. Yes. And so they was you like, do, fine. You do bring a lot of attention. It brings you. a lot of attention and yeah. it's unwanted attention that he doesn't want. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I, you know, feel a little weird, but his teacher really was pushing for me to, to do this graduation speech. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to embarrass him. Aww. I'm not going to stand up there and be like, and then here's some pictures of Miles when he was two and he's slide wearing just number a diaper. Two is- slide number three, he's drooling. Look at his drool. This is where girls I- he likes. Here's a video of me teaching him his ABCs. Miles, remember this. Stand up, honey. Stand up. Here he is in a bubble bath. Oh, the bubbles are covering his little baby bits. Girls he likes. Everything's grown since then, right, Miles? <laughs> that isn't happening. So that's happening. So I'm very excited. Happy, happy graduation, Miles. So that we, we nice. have, we'll be almost empty nesters, except our empty nesters are squatters who won't move out. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Well, you have finally got to put them to work. I keep pushing you I know. to do this. I know. You could have three very great assistants, except for they're all very busy with their lives. They're, really, they're busy that. with their lives, but congratulations to Miles. That's happening. All right. Congratulations, so. Miles. And yes. let me just check. How is his eye healing? His eye is healing very well. The, the saga of Miles's, uh, left eye, uh, with the baby ball in it um is getting much better today was his one his two week anniversary from his surgery oh wow um so it's it's healing he doesn't have full sight back in it but it looks much better he yeah, has great yeah, doctors good. thank god for health care I listen. When they try to talk about taking people's health care, thank God for health care. Oh, the bills would have been ridiculous. Ridiculous. And in New York? In New York, too? Ah. We would be bankrupt. Yep. Let's talk about some things. So. I know that you were dancing a bit of a jig when Fear the Walking Dead, the last episode, happened. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. You know what? God is good. So Madison is out my life. I agree with you last Mm. week that I'm tired of her, too. Done. But how about them dragging out her death? Dragging it out like she's so special that we need to have a whole episode where we're flashing back on all her greatness and making her out to be a hero. Just kill her. It's like dear dead writers. Just if somebody's going to die, they did the same thing with Carl on The Walking Dead. Overdoing it. let him die. Do it. You did it with, remember when um, the guy who played Everybody Hates Chris and we were singing, Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah. It's it's so true. It's like, come End on. It. Why? Why make it? We why did, did they not do that? that? But I'm glad she's gone. Yes, thank I you. I did not like that episode. Me neither. Just because of that. It was so slow, so boring. And it's like, we get it. Okay, she's heroic. Yeah. Yay. She I died wanna for her kids. I want to know what's going on with John Dory. We still don't know. Right. John Dory. We want more John Dory. Yes. We don't want any more Madison. And you know what? The daughter, the teenage daughter, you should be eaten too. Well, it looks like the teenage daughter, and who's the brother that's still on there? Uh, what's his name? I can't think of it. But Strand. Those two, Strand, Strand are the only two remaining from, from the, the original very, cast. Yeah, from the yeah. original cast. Yeah, they can just keep Strand. It seems like Robinson. they're coming in there and just wiping, wiping out the entire out. first class. I think if first it's just cast. Morgan and Strand and John Dory. John Dory, I'm fine with that. Okay. Do yeah. you like Dharma? Dharma can stay too. Yeah, and let let, let that be the core cast. What about the reporter who just doesn't want to be a part of anything because she's rolling uh, video footage for what? Yeah, and it's like who's watching who's that? Gonna see this? She's annoying. I like her tank though. Oh no, I her do tank too. is badass. It is. I love that, but she's on my nerves with the whole. I can't yeah. get involved because I'm busy being yeah. a reporter. It, it, Girl, it's kind there are no of, deadlines here. It's the thing people hate about the media. She sort of represents the thing people hate about our profession. Yeah, I yeah. know. She definitely does. She's a little me. much. We got to talk about the Handmaid's Tale. 
I think we're into um, episode four or five yeah. right I'm now. I'm one episode behind, but I'm so traumatized. Oh, I didn't are. see yesterday because I was in the woods yesterday, so I didn't see it. But oh. it, the show is so traumatizing for me to watch. I think I'm going to have to start watching it. We may have to start watching it together. I we, think I need to watch it with people. Let me tell you, I watched the latest episode yesterday by myself yeah. in the morning before I went to work because, you know, I take a bubble bath every morning and I watch something on television. That, that's my the wrong is- thing to pair with a bubble bath. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, but when I tell you I was cheering at the end of oh, this episode, okay. you are going to love it. I want this show kill is commanders. so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. What I think is going to happen is that Serena Joy is going to join the resistance and she's going to turn. I definitely see that happening. Yeah, I feel like down the road that's where they're going they're with gonna this. They're going to definitely end up working She's horrible, together. but she, I could see her switching sides. But wait until you see the latest episode. Yeah. Speaking of her, t- like, taking a turn, yeah. she turns that corner. Yeah, even I think more she's so. going to turn. Yeah. I think she's going to turn oh, for the worst. I, I, I agree with that. But the main character, um, June... Needs to get away. This yes. it has to happen Come at the end on, of June. this season. She has to escape. Yeah, and stop. I mean, June to me is she is that 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 combination of submission to a you know submission and sort of appeasement of tyranny. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a little too much of that in her character. Well, right now because they broke her. Yeah, when she almost got away because she wasn't like that at first. She was right. always kind of looking. She was for always fighting. And yeah, to fight back. And even when they captured her at, and brought her back at first, she yeah. did fight back. But then yeah. they broke her. Yeah, right. Yeah. So now she. I don't want to, I don't want to tell you. Don't tell me. This stuff. I don't want to tell you. But the latest episode is really good. But this is where a lot of shows make mistakes. They keep the same theme going again and again and again. Season three of The Handmaid's Tale needs to be all about the resistance. It does. And also June and the woman that you mentioned get, you know, going to Canada or Mexico or somewhere else and leading the resistance. And what shows, I think what The Walking Dead, not Fear the Walking Dead, but The Walking Dead really did wrong. And a lot of fans, including myself, complain Mm -hmm. about is that fans need to see progress. If you just see your people getting beaten down and losing, the problem with The Walking Dead is the last two seasons have been just our team losing. Losing and losing and losing and losing. And after a while, it's demoralizing. And then when they wanted to make a turn, they try to take the saviors and make you care about them. It's like, we'll never care about these people. They killed Carl. They Um, killed Abraham. They are not good guys. No matter what you do, they They killed killed Glenn. Glenn. Right. And so it's like, you just can't make them good guys. You can't humanize the bat and tell us the backstory to why he named the bat Lu- I Lucille. Care. I Who don't cares? care about Negan. Negan I, I want needs to die. Yes. And it's also, there's a, you know, if you watch action adventure movies, they always have an arc. Mm-hmm. And the payoff for the audience in an action adventure movie is always the bad guy buying the farm. Yep. It's always the bad guy getting pushed out a window or fl- falling out of a helicopter and he has that slow fall. Yes. That is the, the the payoff and you never get the payoff in The Walking yeah. Dead. All you get is your side losing. Yeah. And, and especially in this moment where kind of Trump is Negan to a lot of people. Yeah. That sort of, that same thing is happening to us in the, as a country. Yeah. No one wants to watch the bad guy keep winning. And win and win and win. No. And that's what's unfortunate because they say in the comic books that Negan and Rick and everyone end up working together, which will be interesting. Since oh, I can't watch that, that. Rick is leaving the show. Yeah. Um, if they're going to try to make Negan the leader of the group, I won't watch it. I can tell you that right now. No. That is not happening for me. Unless mm-hmm. it's written really well and they figure out a way to make it make sense, but I don't know how that's going to happen. Kill him off. I really make him don't. get eaten. Make him dinner. <laughs> Sorry. Let's move know. on. We'll see. Okay, let's move on to one of your favorite people, Kim Kardashian. I hate Smeal. Last week on the podcast, and I know you all remember, <laughs> Joanne said that Kim K did a good thing. 
You did say that. You said she was your favorite. I didn't. Reality show person. I didn't. And that you think she should run for office. She could change the world. You, girl, you I doing think too that's much like the young people say. I, listen, I, I respect the hustle of the Kardashians, <laughs> but I do think we're in this moment where Kim Kardashian, I mean, now she's telling Twitter to add an edit button. It's like she has almost too much power. So and first, it, Alice Johnson. Yeah. She helped to get her released. And God bless her for that. From prison. And then she kind of met up with um, Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, yep. and she's trying to get him Invite him to Kanye's birthday Kanye's party, birthday party mm-hmm. in hopes of get, convincing him to add an edit button yeah. to Twitter, which I'm sorry. I want that. I, I want to edit button too, <laughs> but I don't want Kim Kardashian to have this much power because I feel like it sort of trivializes everything. But you if know? she does something good, you know, like with this woman, Alice Johnson, yeah. who cares? I who care. cares that she's doing it? It's not that it's her. It's not that it's her. It's that the Trump administration is essentially looking for tribute. I feel like we're in Game of Thrones, and mm. Trump is sitting on the on the Iron Throne of Westeros and demanding tribute. I actually more equate him to the steward, Denethor. That mm. he's sitting on the throne. He's not, shouldn't be on the throne. Denethor is the steward. He's not really the king. But he keeps demanding tribute. He keeps making people come in and kiss his ring. He keeps maybe making people come in and bow down to him. And Trump seems to want to get celebrities to come in and bow. Yeah. And if you come and bow down to him and bend the knee, he'll give you something. He'll give you this one hostage. That can't be the way we operate as a country. And I don't fault Kim Kardashian for that, but I do feel like you we, love her. I do feel <laughs> like that we as a culture need to do better than having a Denethor on the throne demanding celebrities come and bend the knee to him and you can have this one hostage. And by the way, now it turns out that apparently Jared is trying to improve his image his by trying to release people from prison. It's like they really think of themselves as a royal family I and just, they think they can behave as a royal court. No, I, I get it. And, and I hear what you're saying, but I just think about Alice Johnson and this woman who saw no end in sight for this prison term. Her. And now she's out, God you know, her. and I just look at that and I listen selfishly. I want to be able to edit my tweets. <laughs> if yes, Kim me too. can pull this off, Honey. Listen, that's major in my <laughs> life, in my small little world. Scoop If she can do that, I'll be happy. Scoop, scoop. You know, in eight years, you know, Trump will be gone and we'll see what happens. And then Kanye will be president. And then Kanye could be president. But you know, it's a bigger, it's a bigger issue. You know, look at why Trump is in the White House. So it's a bigger issue than what he does now that he's there. There, people are letting him. I mean, look at the Republican Party and their hands off. You know, basically All the hands way off policy when it comes to him. Yeah. So no one's policing him. As as some of them have said, they are behaving as if they are in a cult, and so are some of the voters. They, I mean, and which is why it annoys me that people on the left keep tone policing um, people on the left, like saying Robert De Niro shouldn't say the F, say an F-bomb. You know what? I don't think the the republic is going to fall because Samantha B and ba- and Robert De Niro say something vulgar. No, Sorry, but they're not. If your president is walking around saying things vulgar, right. what do you care what everyone else They're says? not a threat to the republic. They're yeah. expressing people's genuine outrage. And by the way, when people on the right express outrage by, I don't know, having tiki torches and pretend and, and sort of styling themselves as neo-Nazis, the same media says, well, you know, they're expressing genuine and authentic outrage and rage over their economic conditions like there there's excuses made for one set of outrages but when people on the left express the same visceral outrage they don't get that sort of benefit of the doubt they're told you're ruining the tone as if you're making people become nazis by being mean that isn't the way it works so if i bought you a kim kardashian (laughs) lip kit you would not want it (laughs) <laughs> if you bought me a Rihanna thing, I might, I might use that. If I got you something from Fenty, you would want that, but not Kim K's um, contouring kit. 
You wouldn't want it. I just want to know I, as I'm, I'm trying saying, to think about gifts, the holidays I might, are I might coming. Re-gift it. I'm just saying there's a chance I might okay. re-gift it. But okay. I would re-gift it in love. All right. Okay. I'm just checking. Moving on. Just <laughs> Speaking of vulgarity, yeah. let's talk about your boy Jamie Foxx, who has been accused of uh, sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. It happened 16 years ago. Basically, he was slapping a woman in the face with his Johnson. Mm-hmm. Or his, with his penis. little Jamie Fox. With little Jamie. <laughs> with Fox. little Jamie Fox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm. And I, mm. I, so mm. I, you know, and he's he's about to host the BET Awards. Yes, um, which is interesting. He denies the allegations yes, emphatically. We should yes. say, and it's interesting because Gail King. I don't know in light of these recent al- uh, accusations or the Morgan Freeman accusations, but she was giving a speech recently, mm-hmm. and she said that there needs to be uh, more due process when these types of ag- accusations come out. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, you, you I saw so. what happened with, um, uh, you know, with with Morgan Freeman, Aziz Ansari, Aziz Ansari who was yeah. tried and sort of filleted before we really got to walk back and think about the story. Morgan Freeman. It's not clear, you know, I mean, Morgan Freeman is emphatically denying it as well. I mean, do, do these men not have a, a, a right to at least have it investigated before they're sort of thrown? Before they're fired, before, before they're dropped by advertisers, yeah. before all these things happen. I, I agree. I think there should be due process. And I mm-hmm. think that allowing for that does not discredit every woman At that all. has some kind of claim. Right. But that's only fair. Yeah. That's but, what our justice system is set up to do anyway. Absolutely. So I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I mean, but I think at the same time, from the community standpoint, you know, when 52 women are saying that Bill Cosby did something, I think you've passed the point of death. Right. Well, that was over a long process. You know what I mean? I think he did have the process. But people will still say he's being framed by 52 different people. You know, that is definitely out there. People are saying that. Yeah. The rumors are crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Tiffany mm-hmm. Haddish, last but not least. Okay. Um, so <laughs> as we talked about, uh, some podcast back, she is basically confirming in this interview with Hollywood Reporter bit that Sanaa Lathan bit Beyonce and her family's confirming it too because they're mad at Tiffany for saying that someone did it even though she never named her. Right. So but, they're, so the family of um, uh, Sanaa Lathan, Stan yeah. Lathan, who's a very famous director. Director, her father. Um, I guess they're angry because they're saying, well, why did you confirm Sanaa's name? Because you're right. hurting her career. And she was like, well, why did she bite <laughs> Queen B? <laughs> why the is she a biter? The existential questions on Read This, Read That this weekend. Why does anyone think that somebody wants to see, let alone be hit by someone's <laughs> little member, number one? And number two, why would you bite Beyonce? What did she do to I you? Know. Well, on a little cheek, don't bite her. We should move on because we have a very special guest in the house today. Yes. Um, our good friend, Chris Witherspoon. Woohoo! Make your way over He's here, He's more than a friend. He is part of the podcast. Yes, he is. He is the third read. Yes. He is the third cousin. He's our baby cousin. Honorary baby cousin, Chris. Listen, he's, his glass is he's almost empty. And he's been sipping. Cheers. We don't you. even clink clink. Listening to y'all looking at Bossett at the same time. Uh, that's the way to, that's how you should really listen to this podcast, no, really. I mean, it's how to follow along. Everything, y'all. It is. 
It is. It's ratchet, but it's, you know, I can't and it's, look away. it's hung on. And he, isn't it amazing? Like, media takeout has kind of faded back a little bit. No, but no one talks about media takeout no more. There's no just one talks about media takeout. Thing. My thing with these gossip sites, so many of them is, I don't mind the information, but I don't like the meanness of it. No, I, I agree. don't like I the agree. mean tone of it. And that we, it's just too much of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's why Nicole Bitchy stepped away from doing what she yes, was doing and true. does a kinder, yeah, gentler but don't kind of podcast. But is more fun? I always felt like media takeout was mean and gossip was more fun. If you're, if you're, the subject of a story, no, then it depends on it. Yeah, true. they can they can be mean. But I can tell you one thing. I give Boss up props because so many major media outlets now are trying to use that kind of vernacular that Boss up created. Uh, yeah. They created a way of like headlining stories yes. that's very like kiki, yeah. sort of fun, yeah. tongue in cheek way that I think is like it, it was like black and woke and fun yeah. and fabulous and everyone's trying to do it now. Everyone's using slay and all these terms that you would, yeah, yeah. you would have seen on Boss up yeah. four years ago. Even major news sites are all yeah. saying this and slay. It, it's a little I mean, awkward. It's a little awkward. It's a little, it's a little awkird. weird. It's a little angry, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I and mean, you have anger saying, you know, then he dissed and slay every day. <laughs> yas, queen. Yas. Exactly. That kind of stuff on, on the Covington Post now. Yeah, you do. Or EW even. People.com. Yeah. Or on the air on cable news and yas, yes. queen. No, no. Yes. Don't say that. Mm-mm. Don't say yas, queen. <laughs> You're not allowed. <laughs> What's that? Using. using mm-hmm. No comment. I'm not going to say any names. I wrote it down. I'm going to cross it out. Cross it out. In the name of Jesus. Yes, we're going to cross it out. I was at a party with her recently, so I got I, I got tea on that one. Oh, on. Not her. All right, <laughs> So, we are here to Blast have you, because we started off talking about Fear the Walking Dead. And Handmaid's and Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. So, you're here to tell us what we should be watching this summer. Well, you know, I feel like there's an embarrassment of riches right now where we're at in the summer, because I feel like back in the day, you guys might recall in September is when you put out all the good shows, right? Right. right. The fall. Now, I feel like the networks and streaming services and cable has realized there's this time in the summer when folks actually are able to binge watch content mm-hmm. and they're home on the weekend they're chilling yep. they're not so stressed to be at work in the during the weekdays so you're finding a lot of great shows debuting in the summer one of those is a show on FX called Pose I don't know I've if you guys heard about, about it, it. Okay. I've okay. heard it's amazing alright I'm going to give you a quick, a quick disclaimer because I want your audience to know I keep the 100 it's not the most <laughs> well written show okay. or the most um, you know amazingly acted show. So it's not Paris is Burning, because that's what I've heard, is that it's Paris is so, Burning, but okay. a show. So it's basically giving audiences this glimpse into this fictionalized uh, look at the ballroom culture in the 1980s, yeah. which is what Paris is Burning really was. It was a real classic, amazing film. classic, yeah. iconic Porter is slayage. Part of it, right? You can mm-hmm. find a lot of shade, reading, all of all that, that is from Paris is Burning. Yeah. Right. And it's explained in Paris is Burning. Mm-hmm. But yes, Billy Porter is a part of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a, a lot of heavy hitters from the LGBT community have, have been involved. I think over 140 transgender uh, crew and cast members this are is part the of this. This is the largest transgender largest cast ever. ever. Yeah. So it matters. The show matters. I'm tuning in. I'm supporting it. I'm telling everyone yeah. I know to watch it. With that being said, I feel like it could use work in okay. terms of like how it's written mm-hmm. and, the, and the actors. And with that being said, a lot of these actors have not None ever experience. had opportunities. You yeah. know, a lot of transgender actresses don't get a chance to even go in and read for anything in right. Hollywood. Right. But but Ryan I need Murphy, to know how are the balls? Because that's the, the yeah, key okay, is so how are the balls? The balls are good, but honestly, y'all, there's a ball each week. Now, if you watch Paris is Burning, and I have a lot of friends a little bit older in the gay community that were there back in the 80s, yeah. there was not a ball each week. Oh. You know, there there were gay clubs to go to, yeah. but these actual balls happen like every few months right. or maybe once a month from different yeah. houses. 
But it's exciting. I think that like that culture and a lot of it was the black and Latino community here in New York City um, that created that culture. Mm-hmm. It's iconic. Like the the fact that these kids were kicked out of their homes and were able to find these mothers mm-hmm. and these transgender women mm-hmm. and these fathers, you know, and create these houses mm-hmm. and then find ways to keep the lights on, find ways to to keep the gas on. Mm-hmm. They were living in like like you know like rundown apartments back yeah. in New York when you could get those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a great look back at history. Mm-hmm. That are probably now I all Ryan Murphy. Yeah, I applaud Ryan Murphy <laughs> mm-hmm. for, for oh, is having this a the Ryan Murphy Ryan project. Murphy, that means can he? Is there anything he cannot do? No, he can't. There's oh, nothing in it. I but love I, him. the one thing I do want to say is that I I, I hope that this show opens doors for more black creatives in the LGBT community. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> myself included. To yes. be able to be able to create. Because I think mm-hmm. Ryan Murphy's brilliant, amazing. Yeah. But there are some some things like the tone of the show that yeah. I feel might have been done a little different if you had a black gay man ah, there you go. Ah, the show. Hello. Yeah, okay. the, the two creators is, are not yeah. black great gay, See, gay men. Mm. Yeah. They brought in Janet Mock, who's a producer, okay. and I think she's gonna write or, or she wrote episode three. Okay. Or she's directing episode three, one of those. But um oh, but nice. yeah, I, I'm I'm, I'm I'm still giving it a shot. I think it's an amazing show. It's and got it a lot of buzz. For, yeah. And honestly, it's one of the most social shows right now, which yeah. I think is this whole other way of talking about TV. You have the shows that are rate, like yep. We're the Walking Dead, the shows that have millions of folks watching. But if you look at your Twitter feed, yeah. on Sunday night, Pose was right behind the uh, Tony Awards. Mm. You know, And there were some big shows. HBO had some stuff on. There was some great content. But yeah. I feel like Billions the most social shows, to me, are something else. Because that means you have this audience that's yeah. engaged while they're watching. Not just watching, giving you that number for the viewership. Screen. But... Yeah, they're actually yeah. engaged. Awesome. So how many shows do how many um episodes do you give a show, a new show before you're like I'm done or um, I love it? Okay, so a show like like Pose again, it's one of these things in the LGBT community we have to like really support, support. Right. support. Yeah. To get so more. I'm going to watch it all the way through. But okay. typically Typically, I'll do like two or three. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll do like two or three. If it's really bad, I'll like shut it off. But I'm the kind of person that can watch the train wreck like Basketball Wives. And we keep know. Watching. <laughs> you and the, the, I've stayed uh, with the Braxtons no, for like see, multiple no, seasons. Watch he scenes. watches people popping uh, pimples. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched My 600-pound life, the show about obese people. No, I love that show. Lisa, I love my 300-pound life. Oh, my God. 600, no joy. Don't, my 600-pound don't life. I'm sorry. 600-pound yes, life. I love that show. It's so tragic. The one with the what was the one that passed away? Content. No, yeah. and that and you know that's another one of those shows that does well on social. Yeah, it'll be trending on Twitter mm-hmm. because people are having these reactions to what's happening on TV. Yeah, and I think that's just something that's phenomenal in yeah. this era that we're in in TV because you can have this like this table talk yep. around what you're watching, and you can catch up. Like I'm just now starting to watch Mr. Robot, and I'm obsessed with it. Isn't it good? It's so good. But season one, you're in right Mr. now. Robot. I'm still in season one. I don't like one. season two. I didn't like season two, and yeah. I barely got and through I season one. It's just two. so it's too much. Yeah, it's like, just a lot of people feel that way. Alec gonna play Freddie Mercury, who he in is. my household is I'm God. So, I'm so excited. Yes. For that. Yeah, my daughter and I are so excited because we love Freddie yeah. Mercury so much. I grew up loving Freddie Mercury and yeah. Queen. Yeah. I can't wait. I didn't know who was gonna I get it. I just hope that they that they again, as a gay black man, that they include the true narrative of who Freddie Mercury was. Right. Because yeah. the trailers, you you see no kissing, no man on man kissing, mm. and Freddie Mercury was like a true gay. From yeah. what I understand, was like a true gay man. So I yeah. hope that they don't. But he was try to deeply like, closeted publicly. Yes. But I hope that, that, that they don't try to make it more digestible to mainstream yeah. audiences by right. not including that. The trailer does not show any of that, and people yeah. were outraged on Twitter. Like a lot oh, of the, a lot really? of the, a lot of the gay men are the ones that are editors at these big publications. They yeah. were like calling out the film studio for putting a trailer out that did not show 
Freddie Mercury in all his colors. Yeah. Right. You know, so I'm hoping that we see some, you know, a love story somewhere in yeah. there. I think he did have oh, that. He had some tragic romance. Yeah, you got to show the real tea. Yeah, you I, gotta did, show I the agree. Tea. Well, let's get the tea. Let's go, because you have a lot of shows you want to get yeah. to. Let's talk yeah. about Claw Season 2. Which okay, just are you started. watching Claw Season 2? I love Claws. I haven't okay. gotten to Season 2 yet. Yes, the show is great. I mean, if you guys aren't watching it, listeners, it's one of those shows that, again, is a little ratchet. But it's, it's a little ratchet, so a little good. trashy. So I'm not watching it because I tried to start watching it on a plane, and the first one was so. There was so much, so like, much going on, going on no, that I couldn't it's watch it on a flight. But again, it's one of those shows that I support because one Niecy Nash, y'all. She's, she's like, Love I think her. she's like in her fifties now. No, her, I think she's like fifty. Okay, like maybe like right at fifty. I have my laptop you say no, out. Like it's trash. Let me. No, 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 no. I'm just saying I, she looks so young. Black don't She crash. looks young. No, no. But listen, I think it's incredible. It's that she, this is her first time. She's forty eight. Okay, she's close. That's but cute. She's close but yeah. it's her first time having a leading role. That's crazy. Which is crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. Which is why I film. watch it. That's which is why I watch it. Yeah. It's one of those shows, but also another show that's very social. It was right behind yeah. those, which is kind of a problem to me. Why are you going to put that show on when you know you already have a show that has yeah. the black yeah. audience tuning in? Yeah. You know, so yeah. please fix that uh, TNT. So, Insecure season three. Which Love is that good. Show. Ex- is it's not out yet. That one comes out August 12th. 12th, y'all. Okay. But Issa got in trouble. Do you guys remember that? She got in trouble in May so when she said... Rude for everybody black people. Black? Well, no, 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 not that. That was earlier on. Oh. She said that she feels that in a in an autobiography she wrote a few years ago, apparently she claimed that black women should date Asian men. Oh, you yeah. You guys hear about that? Because mm-hmm. they're both so, unmarried. Yes, that's what she was saying. Yeah. And that there's so many Asian men out there that are trying to do good and yeah. court you and all that stuff. She got a lot of backlash. So I'm hoping that the black male audience still watches Insecure Listen, Wait, three. black men got mad at that? Please. Yeah, okay, the nerve. That's a lot of trending nerve. all over Twitter. That's a lot of they nerve. They need to get over A lot of nerve. Like, they feel like the show that she has on HBO is not that narrative. You know, it's these black women um, neither who is are Atlanta. dating black men. Neither is Atlanta True. that narrative. No, I agree. I agree. Okay, hello, Atlanta. This but is let America. Me just say, so she says that this life. season will explore specifically toxic black male masculinity as it relates to black women. Oop. So I'm curious what that means. And this, I can't really, wait to see what that means. Yes, yes. And she said it won't be too preachy. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means. Toxic black male masculinity. Anybody? I don't know what that even means. So we'll find out. Move on we'll find out. We'll find out. Okay, yes. Luke Cage season Luke Cage. two. Yes, with yes. a hottie, hottie, hottie in it. Mm-hmm. Do you know it's gorgeous? No. That's what I was telling somebody earlier. Like that show is doing so well for Netflix. He was nobody, on the he good the fire all his publicists. He does. If you listen to Mike, his name is Mike Coulter. That's he his name. Fired the I didn't whole even team know that. Because we should know his name. We should. Like you should know his name. The folks are listening. You're and right. A lot of folks just know him as the hottie. And I've interviewed him. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like he should be a household name he now because that show is doing so it's well. Great. It has tons of traction on social media. And where's the feature film? I agree. And he was in Girls Trip. No, Any, was, was no. Mike Coulter in Dolls Yes, he was. Kofi was from Queen Sugar. Kofi he was in it too, but he oh, was the one that, that the, um, that, um, what's her name was married to. Regina oh, Hall was married oh, to. Right. Come on with the receipts. You call with the receipts. <laughs> yeah, he I, should be a household name. I thought he was on name. The Good he Wife. That's name. where he first yeah. popped up. But this season, just so you know from what I've heard from my my sources, it's going to be really more about the black female characters. Okay. They realize that show has just as much traction with black women. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is smart. Y'all mm. kind of run the world. Well, the police officer like... on there, Misty, yes, who yes. had her arm destroyed I... in The Defenders, mm-hmm. is going to eventually become a superhero herself. 
with a bionic oh, arm. Come up with the intel. You go ahead. I, I yeah. love this show. Well, I also love Alfre Woodard, and I feel like she's one of those women that also Amazing. is kind of underrated in Hollywood. And we yeah, all yes. know who she is, but love I feel her. like she should just be getting Emmy Awards for Agreed. that role. So, Agreed. Um, it's a great one. So I'm thinking yeah. people are going to like that one as well when it I comes agree. back. And that one will, will be out June 22nd. Okay. Up next is this show called Love Is. Mm-hmm. It's getting also a lot of traction and buzz in the internet and interwebs. This one is from Mara Brock Akil, mm-hmm. and it's about her love, her marriage, and like how, how they she met. met Slim Akil. Mm-hmm. So she brought us girlfriends. Yep. Um, the game. Yeah. Uh, being Mary, Mary Jane. Jane. But along the way, she also became this powerhouse producing partner with her husband, who's a good man. So the show is also on own. It's one of those shows that I think. We'll have traction with black women because that's Oprah's audience right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious. There's no like major star attached. I'm curious. Will it do well? Are, are, are y'all into it? I haven't even heard of I'm it. I'm hearing a lot of silence. I love the two of them <laughs> and I love what they create. So I'm curious. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. Just because I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I'm not like over the moon about it, but I'm definitely yeah. going to check yeah. it out. And I love Mara. I think I she's a formidable, you know, formidable woman and Brilliant. great force in Hollywood. So Absolutely. I'm just her the best. And just want to watch it to support her. I think yeah. I'll stop watching it to support her. And you know, she was, uh, Oprah gave an interview to Hollywood Reporter recently and Oprah said that she saw Mara a couple of years ago at the BE, no, at an Essence event. Yeah. And she wanted to approach Mara then. Yeah. to write a show for her but she oh. said that Mara was attached to BET and mm-hmm. made her nervous she didn't want to interfere um, but yeah okay. I think it's one of those things that's, it's going to be a good marriage well, thank you. well you have given us a lot of great shows a lot to, to watch yeah. we always love it when you're here we don't see you enough no, no I'm always you're so busy y'all. I'm just around the corner can I tell you I'm dying over your eyebrows they oh are, really oh no yes. really these eyebrows are I've to die for I've been growing them out they look great I've been growing them out I'm trying to bring y'all hair like Joy Joy's giving you a hair moment look she's flipping it like a Kardashian okay what are you going to do for you mm-hmm. on your days off? Oh, that's yours. Uh, on my days off, I'm going to try to sleep. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. We All I that. do is sleep or I go down to the woods. That's my new thing is into the woods. Into the woods. Into the woods. Okay. That could go. be the name of your reality show. That could be the name of my reality into show. Into the, the woods. woods. That was a Broadway musical. Wine. Yes, yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. Yep. Into the woods with Prosecco and St. Germain. What am I going to do for you? What are you going to do for you, Mom? I'm going to Mexico. We know with your 15 outfits for eight days and 80 <laughs> pairs of shoes know, in a I giant know. trunk. Do and you carry a barrel hats. like the, the West Indian people I do? Should. It's like a coming to America moment when the king <laughs> and queen arrive. <laughs> Jackie, but with that body, you don't got to worry. You can just wear anything. Oh, like I, you, oh. you work out so much. I need you to call you me every morning. No, you don't got to worry <laughs> about Jackie it. Jackie is, and the cl- her clothes are everything. On. Yeah, yeah. It. and we I don't see movement. you repeating outfits, which is incredible. Yes, I do. Very oh my goodness, impressed. I've been doing it on TV a lot lately. Anywho, thank you, Chris, for being thank here. Thank you. We always Y'all, love, we love Chris. To come drink. I'm Please always, follow him on social media at Witherspoon C. And on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook, Chris Witherspoon. Yes. And you can generally catch Jackie Reed on the Tom Jordan Morning Show every Tuesday and Friday. Not this Tuesday and Friday, though, because Jackie Reed won't be here. She'll be in Tulum in Mexico. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. On special 8.15 guest filling in for me one of those days. Special guest filling in. Tune in Tuesday and Friday to find out who that might be. <laughs> might be somebody related. Um, and you can also catch Jackie generally on NBC's New York Live weekdays at 11.30 a.m. EST. Maybe don't watch this week if you're not there. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, watch anyway. Watch anyway. Support, support, support. And if you're in Boston, watch NBC's The Hub Today weekdays at 1230 p.m. EST and just cry into your TV screen that Jackie's not there. (laughs) Well, guess who will be here uh, over the weekend? A.M. Joy, Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. until noon. And you will be there. We will be there, Sorry and we've Kim got Kardashian a very, kinds of well, we have a very special guest this weekend. Oh, we finally landed Cynthia Nixon. 
So, I got that little woo. Okay. Cynthia Nixon will be on the show this weekend. So, I will be That's fielding questions that you guys want to ask. Yeah. I will admit I've never seen Sex in the City. Never seen a single episode. I, wait. I I come to I this can't. completely new. I might watch one or two just so I know what it's like. Please. We have Cynthia Nixon on. She's running for governor of New York. She's about 30 points behind Andrew Cuomo. But I want to know from her. She's fielded a team that is quite black. Wow. I'm just going to say okay. she's hired some key black folks. Let's see if she can pull it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On all of that, I'm very interested in it. But what I need to know, if you have a moment to ask her on air, fine. But if not, in the commercial break. Her feelings towards Kim Cattrall right now. Oh, okay. And ruining yeah, up the third Sex in the City yeah. movie. See, I and were they I, ever friends? I don't know what any of that means, but I will ask for those questions. I'll write it down for you. So write you it down. Kim is angry. Kim is angry. Oh, okay. There's a lot going on with, there. Yes, I know. SJP. I know. Write it down because you know I won't remember any of that. <laughs> Thank you all for guys. watching. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on social media, you guys, at Read This, Read That. On Twitter, leave off the T for saving. Of course. We love you. Thank you. And have fun in uh, Mexico. I will. Arriba. Come back, Darkly. Bye. Adiós.